sympathetic nervous system is kind of that fight or flight. So you feel panicked, you feel stressed, you feel like you want to run away. That's your sympathetic. The parasympathetic is where we rest and digest. And that's where the nose breathing comes in. And welcome back to another week of the Tea Please podcast, where we spill the tea on mental health, life, tips and tricks to help support wherever you are and whatever you're going through. This week's episode, we're talking about another kind of tool slash practice that can help us self-regulate when we're feeling anxious, depressed, whatever. Just another tool to put in your tool belt to navigate life. We have Haley Navarro on the podcast today. She's a breathwork facilitator and a fellow podcaster, so you know the audio is good on this episode. Um, She's here to talk to us this week about how breathwork, aka intentional breathing, can help us in our day-to-day. We also talk a little bit about meditation, which you know I am trying to make a habit out of. So this episode is full of practical tips for implementing breathwork practice, what it does, how it helps our central nervous system, and how you can kind of ease your way into an intentional breathwork practice, if that's something you're interested in. Um, I wanted to talk about breathwork because I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand with meditation, and since I am working on cultivating that habit, I was curious about what the differences are. Are they the same? How are they different? Can you have a breathwork practice that's separate from meditation? All of those things we get into, and how we can practically implement something like this if you have a mega squirrel brain like I do and find it very hard to slow down and take a breath. My challenge to you with this episode is to take an intentional action. After listening, I've been thinking a lot about the personal development space and my participation in it. And something that's really been coming up for me lately is recognizing where I might be consuming too much of that positive self-help, personal development content to the point where I just keep learning about all these different things and forget to actually implement and integrate these learnings into my life. It's a lot easier to be a student than it is to actually implement some of this stuff. So that is something that I am trying to do. So I want to put that out there as a challenge to you as well. Make a small change, whether it's something you took from this episode or another. That's what's really going to make a difference in our lives, which is my whole intention and point with this podcast. Listening is the first step. Step two happens offline. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to click the follow button wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. New episodes are released every single Monday. And if you feel inclined to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, we love it. If you want to come follow along on Instagram at the Tea Please Podcast, we love it. Okay, let's get into this week's episode all about breathwork and cultivating awareness and self-regulation. Let's go. I know about breathwork as someone who has like participated in the wellness space for quite some time and gone through yoga teacher training and I've done like a few structured exercises that are specifically around breathwork, but I would love to hear like your definition of what breathwork is. The simplest way for me to explain breathwork is breathing with intention. So like you said, like you've done yoga breathing, maybe breath of fire, 
box breathing, nostril breathing, mouth breathing, whatever. There's so many different types of breath work out there. Like we're doing breath work right now because we are breathing. You know, singers do a different type of breath work. But really what it comes down to is breathing with intention and mindfulness. And so something that I do with clients and groups is I I teach us a two-part breath system. I was trained with Revelation Breathwork, where we do a two-part inhale through the mouth and then exhale. And so what that does, and if I go too fast, stop me at any time, but what that does is we breathe actively for about 25 to 35 minutes through our mouth, which stimulates the nervous system, and then we bring it back down. So we're doing that anticipation of breathing, so we learn how to calm our bodies down. And so what we what it helps with is anxiety, depression, it alkalizes the body, it helps you calm down, it helps you manage stress, it can improve your mood, boost your energy. So there's so many different benefits to breath work. And even if you just breathe for two to three minutes a day, like mindfully with intention, that can also be such a big impact in your life. It seems so simple. Why do you think it's so hard? What do you think the biggest like mental barrier is to implementing something like this? I don't even think it's a mental barrier. I think it's something that our body naturally does that we don't have to think about. And so because we already do it, we don't have to think about doing it. So it's kind of like, well, why do I have to think about doing it? But seriously, like what I tell people and my clients to do if they have a hard time is just to set a timer or a few different timers on their phone. So somebody that I'm working with right now who struggles with anxiety, I've had her set four to five different timers on her cell phone just so she can take two deep breaths during the day. And that will help her just keep her nervous system at a regulated state to where she doesn't have to feel that anxiety constantly. And like anything else, the more you practice, the more it it just becomes a habit. So it can be as simple as like how many deep breaths. So if I if I am stressed out, like I feel that sometimes. I've gotten better at it since mm-hmm. I've brought an awareness to my central nervous system, but working, I used to call it overdrive where I'm just like up here mm-hmm. and just kind of just heightened and mm-hmm. it is really hard to come down from. So for someone who's feeling that what would you recommend during the day? Is it like once in the morning, 20 minutes? Is it a few timers throughout the day? What would you recommend? Yes, yeah, so super, super simple. So one of my one of my things, and like I posted a reel about it, is that I have really bad road rage. I live in Los Angeles, traffic is bad. I live in my car. Like I don't actually live in my car, but <laughs> I'm in my car constantly. And so somebody's always set, cutting somebody off. And so one of my favorite ways to reduce that stress for me is to take an inhale breath through my nose nice and slow and then I exhale through my mouth like I'm blowing through a straw and the thing that's really important with this exercise is that you exhale long and slow you want to make sure that your exhale is at least double in length as your inhale and that right there as you're exhaling will help you calm down and sometimes it's only one breath Sometimes it's five. You can do as many as you need, but usually by two or three, I'm calm. And same with a lot of other people. It just kind of depends on, on, on where you're at, how you do it, how off, like how stressed out you are. But usually you can start to notice calming sensations within your first breath. So I like to breathe in through my nose for four seconds 
And then I like to breathe out through my mouth like I'm blowing through a straw for at least eight to 10 seconds. Why would you breathe like through, this is like getting really technical, but this is mm-hmm. a real question that I have. Mm-hmm. Like why would you breathe through your nose? Is Could you have the same thing if you're just like, I want to breathe through my mouth and like why does breathing through your nose first and exhaling through your mouth give you a different experience than only doing one or the other? When we breathe through our mouth and inhale and exhale through our mouth, so a lot of people who breathe through their mouth, which whether you notice it or not, it activates your nervous system. So there's a parasympathetic nervous system and a sympathetic nervous system. Do you know the difference between the two? Should I go into that? Yeah, tell us. So the sympathetic nervous system is kind of that fight or flight. So you feel panicked, you feel stressed, you feel like you want to run away. That's your sympathetic. The parasympathetic is where we rest and digest. And that's where the nose breathing comes in. So if you notice that you run with your mouth while you're mouth breathing, you start, you know, you can start to get a little bit more of that like endurance or energy or adrenaline kind of going in. And then typically when you breathe through your nose, it just kind of brings everything down, kind of calms everything down. You breathe actually a lot slower when you breathe through your nose. Mm. Did that answer your question? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit and more. And I, I remember even like in PE class in high school mm-hmm. and stuff, they would try and tell us to breathe through our nose too. Mm-hmm. So that, that makes a lot of sense. It mm-hmm. seems like they, act, like they activate those different systems like you were mm-hmm. saying. Yeah, totally. Sometimes they're hard to like differentiate because it's like sympathetic and parasympathetic, but sympathetic, fight or flight, parasympathetic, rest and digest. So breathing through your nose and kind of like slow, and even if it's not through your nose, but just like slow intentional breathing is Mm -hmm. catering more to that like rest and digest system. Because typically we might be feeling like heightened, anxious, overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. and that would be like the fight or flight kicking in. Correct. Also, when you breathe, which I've noticed that a lot of people have a difficult time doing, when you breathe into your belly versus into your chest, that can help you calm down and activate the parasympathetic, the rest and digest nervous system as well. Talk to us about that. Breathing into the belly versus the chest Mm -hmm. and like, how can you, do you have any tricks for like how to actually do that? I do. So yeah, again, a lot of people that with with anxiety tend to breathe through their mouth and into their chest. So you notice that their chest rises and falls. What you want to try and do is, again, breathe slowly deep into your nose, into the belly, and then let that go however it feels good for you, whether that's a sigh or whatnot. But what I recommend to my clients is whether sitting down or lying down, I notice it's a lot easier when you're lying down, but place one hand on your chest, one hand on your belly, and just pay attention, right? Don't even think about how you're breathing. Just kind of notice what what hand rises. Is it the hand on your belly or the hand on your chest? And then once you have that awareness, right, everything's about awareness, focus your attention on breathing into the belly, You want to make sure or you want to do your best to kind of push your belly out as you're breathing. And I've noticed that when I take slower, longer inhales, it's easier for me to do that. So if I were to take a quick inhale through my nose, sometimes it goes into my chest. But when I slow down, when I'm mindful, when I use that intention, it's easier for me to get that air into my belly. Yeah, I mean, I can feel a difference now just when I 
when I do get those belly breaths, mm-hmm. I feel calm. I mean, I was calm to start with, but right. I feel it feels calmer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And totally. I get really excited when I talk and that's because I'm not taking that much air in. And so like that kind of like activates my sympathetic nervous system. Like I just get super hyper. I get really excited. I don't take deep breaths. And so like when I'm doing interviews, like I have to take a deep breath. I have to breathe into my belly. And that's why I'm like, I, I take breaks so you can talk so I can breathe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to practice that more. Again, mm-hmm. I've gotten like a little bit better, but yeah, it's, it's not like anxiousness. It's, it's more excitement, which is mm-hmm. still like, which are very translate. close. Yeah. Yes. That's what I was going to say. It can like mm-hmm. translate into nervous energy mm-hmm. just because yeah. It's like, it feels similar in the body. It does feel very similar in the body. It just comes from like different places in the mind, whether one's actually fearful or one again is like excited and hopeful. I've noticed that I, I don't know if you've like run across this with clients or anything, but I like shallow breaths, really, really shallow breaths. I'm like, I'm like barely even breathing throughout my day mm-hmm. because I'm so, I don't know if it's because I'm so in my head or just like not thinking about my breath at all. My body's like, just by habit we have to Mm -hmm. do a little bit of it but shallow breathing I feel like that's a new thing for me that I've had to kind of like pay attention to Mm -hmm. but what do you think about that like where does where do you think that comes from or how can you kind of like work against that so I noticed for me that when my body takes shallow breaths I'm usually stressed out or I'm overthinking something or I'm just not present in my body Mm-hmm. or in my mind, really. I'm just kind of in my own little world. And so again, I would set timers. If you do notice that about yourself, just set timers to breathe and just try and be mindful. You know, sometimes I even have like, I don't necessarily like to wor- use the word trigger, but like I have triggers or reminders, not necessarily with my cell phone, but like if I'm taking my dog out on a walk, I, I make sure that time I'm not necessarily on my phone or listening to too much. Um, I'm trying to be in the present moment. And what that means for me is just kind of observing everything around me, paying attention to what go, what's going on in my body, how my body's reacting, how my body's breathing. And so just setting up things like that throughout the day um, is really helpful for, for me to remind myself to breathe because we all do it we're human I take shallow breaths all the time but Mm -hmm. it's having those practices in place that have really helped me be more aware and have intention when I breathe kind of as a segue into the next thing that I wanted to ask you about is breath work the same as meditation like for you do you have a breath work practice and a separate meditation practice or is it one in the same you know they're they're very different. So meditation is very passive. You don't have to do anything when you're meditating. All you have to do is lie there. Breath work is very active. So I actually tell people who have a hard time meditating, who have a hard time sitting down, that they might have an easier time, quote unquote, meditating if they do breath work because they're actually doing something. I have two very different practices. I typically try to meditate one to two times a day, short, short, short times, um, maybe 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the afternoon. I'm not perfect. I don't do it, you know, perfectly every single day. I do my best. There are times when I go weeks or even months without meditating, which again, I'm not perfect. Um, And then I try and do breath work one to two times a week. 
Um, I haven't within the past two weeks just because I'm a little congested right now, so I haven't been able to. It hasn't felt comfortable for me to to practice breath work. Mm -hmm. But as far as like intentional, deep healing breath work. So yeah, they're very different to me. But Mm. they, they take you both, they can take you both into your subconscious mind. So that's, that's another reason why I do it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm trying to implement this meditation practice. So I'm Uh thinking maybe, I mean, I'm really going to try. And I mean, since we're on the topic, I'm curious, like, what does your meditation practice look like? Because I get overwhelmed with like all the apps and the different types of meditation. I'm like, what's the best one for me? Do I do guided? Do I just sit there? Should I have background music? Do I do the little bells? I don't know. Yeah. So... I, I think the the best piece of advice I have for you is just to stop judging yourself, <laughs> you know, and just kind of be. It can be a walking meditation, right? Like meditation can look differently for everybody. It doesn't have to look like you're sitting down cross-legged with your hands, you know, finger fingers together, whatever. It doesn't have to look like it's laying down. It doesn't have to look any particular way what I believe meditation does is like it should feel a certain way for you it should feel calming it should feel relaxing you should feel rejuvenated after you meditate and so I I bounce all around you know I I do the apps I do silent meditation I do have a meditation playlist on Spotify I you know it looks different every single day um today I meditated for 25 minutes because I wanted to, but it doesn't have to look a certain way. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is that they want to not think about something when they go into meditation. And to me, that's not what it's about. It's not necessarily not thinking. It's about observing your thoughts, not holding on to those thoughts and letting those thoughts drift away just as quickly as you have them. So noticing them, acknowledging them, and then letting them go, kind of like a cloud, just kind of passing Mm -hmm. on by. So that's what meditation is for me. I had a very hard time with meditation in the very beginning, and so I would just kind of walk. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a lot of people find that meditative state when they're coloring or in the shower or in a bathtub, you know? So it doesn't have to look a certain way. Yeah, I think what you said is really hitting home of, like, it brings you... Not necessarily like in your, I don't know how to describe it. It's not like bringing you in your head, but it Mm -hmm. is like observing your thoughts. And I think that a lot of people and myself included struggle with like rumination. That's like a new Mm -hmm. vocabulary word that I've recently been aware of. And being able to like assign that word to like my thought patterns. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, I mean, I have not like checked this, but I would assume that meditation helps with that. Because you're not like acknowledging the thoughts. Maybe it comes up several times in like one sitting, but I'm having a hard time like articulating what I'm trying to say. Because when you are meditating, we're told sometimes to clear your mind, right? Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily like clear your mind, but more like notice and then come back to the present, which could be focusing on your breath or it could be like focusing on your third eye. Like I like Mm -hmm. to think about like, the space above my forehead, like if my eyes are closed, like that bringing my gaze up there like internally helps Mm -hmm. me come back to that. But that's like word vomit for how I feel about meditation. (laughs) No, I think that's great because everybody kind of experiences it differently. And I've never even like 
thought to envision my third eye above me. Like, that's cool. Like, when I go into a meditation just for a little bit more of word vomit, there is a a picture that I've painted for myself where I'm like, there's one tree on my left, I'm in a field of grass, and then there's a lake right in front of me. And that's kind of like my ground, like my very first like moment picture I see. And once I see that, I know I'm grounded and in that present moment. And then once I go there in my mind's eye, then I can like, that's like my, okay, here I am. Now I can meditate. So Mm. again, it's different for everybody. I would definitely take the judgment and the, and the shoulds and the how to's and like how it should look completely out of it. Yeah. So important and hard to do. I feel like the, the exposure that like I've gotten from meditation early on was just so incorrect that it's hard Mm -hmm. to bounce back and like, counteract something that is supposed to be helpful but it is helpful to know that there's other ways that you can like ease into it whether it is in walking meditation I personally don't think that's effective for me because I'm just a complete squirrel brain and I can't like focus when I'm doing something else Um, but even breath work focusing on your breath not like super actively but just recognizing the rise and fall or focusing on those belly breaths like when you are in meditation I think are like really helpful tools too Mm mm-hmm Okay, so my next very abstract question is about like the benefits of breath work and how it can show up because, yeah, I mean, you listed off a bunch of things that it can help with. It helps like alkaline, alkalize the body. Do you know what that means? Why is that good for you? There's so many different like ways to put it, but when we eat things, you know, our body has a pH level and when we drink coffee, when we think different thoughts, you know, like it it totally puts an imbalance on the body. And so typically on the more acid side. So when we breathe and we move the oxygen through our body and the blood through our body, it just kind of neutralizes everything and brings it back to the neutral point. It's like such a subconscious level too. (laughs) Like you're so unaware. I think that's what like I think is hard to grasp with meditation and and breath work and like these modalities that can help us long term. But it's like, I don't know what my cells are doing on a molecular Mm -hmm. level on the Mm -hmm. day-to-day, but obviously that's making an impact with the oxygen and blood levels in your body. And, you know, you said it can help with anxiety and depression. How, how, like, how do you attribute those changes to a practice that you've put in place? Yeah. Well, also something else I want to touch on is that our body holds on to trauma. Our body stores memories. It stores good memories, bad memories, memories that we don't need anymore, but they become locked in our body. And again, with the breathing, with the blood flowing through, it can also unlock some of those things. You can re-remember some of those memories. And so it's really Mentally great. or in your body? Both. Or both? Both, actually. Typically more mental. I've noticed a lot of people connect with loved ones. Um, not to get too woo-woo or to scare anybody, (laughs) but I've had some people connect with, uh, past members in their family, um, and just kind of having like, you know, not necessarily knowing what had happened, but being able to release things. So one of my, this is the story I always tell, one of the, um, my very first breathwork moments was I was having like a, a problem, I was really struggling with how to forgive and I was in this, you know, lost friendship of a couple of years and I couldn't let it go and I did a breathwork session and then instantly it was like, oh, 
I didn't know necessarily know how, nothing really changed, but I was able in that session to just let go of some things. And it totally helped me like add closure to that friendship. And for this session, was it intentional to address some kind of block or I'm trying to get at like, are these like memories and like potentially connecting with, you know, Mm -hmm. members of your family or whatever like is that something that you might just run into when you're just like having a breathwork session or are you like really intentional like I'm really trying to get at the root at something and I don't know what it is but I'm trying to get something yeah so with that from my experience yes I that was my intention going into that session like I want to learn how to forgive what do I need to do and I didn't get my answers of what I needed to do but it was just like allow yourself it's kind of like what's coming to me right now Um, So yes, that was the intention. Before I host any, I do groups and private sessions. Before I host anybody or facilitate anybody, I always have them set an intention because otherwise, you know, you want to get the most out of it when you are going to do an intentional breathwork session. You want to get the most out of it. Typically, people are wanting to, you know, learn how to relax or calm down. Some people want to break through blocks that they're, you know, they have questions about and they just want answers. And so, yeah, being very intentional is definitely going to, you're going to have more answers, I guess, Mm -hmm. come out of it when you have an intention. Is it something that you're like talking through at the same time? Or I'm just wondering like how this stuff comes up. It, It just comes up. So like I said, some people have a hard time tapping into their subconscious when they meditate. Yeah. That's not the problem when it comes to breath work. It's kind of like within the first, yeah, within the first two to three minutes, you might hit some resistance because it's new. You've never really done it before. But once you push past that resistance, and again, it's up to you if you want to push past that resistance, you tap into your subconscious. It's very hard to deny that you actually, in your mind's eye, go somewhere. Like you just kind of, it's really hard not to go into your subconscious. Like you have to be really resistant to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, typically within five minutes, you're you're in your subconscious, you're you're there and it's, it's really kind of cool. Um, it's re- one of those things that's really hard to explain. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of those things where you like just have to try it out for yourself. Yeah, um, and like a few times maybe if there is resistance at the beginning. And a few times. And like I said, I've been doing breath work for the last few years and like every single time I go into a session, it's something new. So every time I host somebody or facilitate for somebody, I tell them everything you think you know about breath work, everything you think you've experienced with breath work, let it go because this time is going to be completely different from the last. And it has a yeah. lot to do with where you're at in your own life. And what's going on with you internally, you know? Another thing that I like to tell people is that, I I don't want to say we, I go to therapy and there's some times where I don't necessarily want to talk about, but I know that I need to talk about it and release it and kind of work through it and process it, but I won't. And when I'm in my breathwork sessions, that's what comes up. It's kind of like you can't hide from yourself when you're in a breathwork session, So if you really want to heal, if you really want to process some things that are going on in your, in your body, in your mind, breathwork is, is really a powerful tool for that. And the long-term effects of having a breathwork practice or attending like breathwork sessions, what have you noticed in your practice in terms of, like you just mentioned that you've had a few weeks off because of feeling under the weather, which I'm sure does not help you feel like 
mentally awesome, but curious like what your experience has been with practicing over time and the changes that you've seen because it's hard to attribute, all right, I feel less anxious because I started breathing intentionally. I go in and out of anxiety. Like it's my anxiety is like short. It doesn't happen that often, but when it does, like it does. So I'm not constantly running on anxiety. And I feel like for me within the last few years, it's been more. I don't know if that has anything to do with social media or something, but there's something within the last few years where it's like, this is new. All of a sudden, I'm fearful to go outside. Why Why am I Why mm-hmm. am I scared to go outside on a walk right now? Like, I've lived here for five years. Why, why am I all of a sudden afraid of my neighborhood? What I've noticed, like, as far as, like, the biggest change, including and in incorporating breathwork into my life, is getting to know myself a little bit better. Just having a better understanding of my thoughts, why I do the things that I do, Um, things that I need to heal, my own patterns, my own behaviors, my own toxicity that I want to heal. It's kind of like, for me, it's kind of like therapy times 10. Again, like Mm -hmm. I said, you can't hide from, you know, yourself. You can't hide from your own thoughts. So it kind of just shows me everything that I want to work on and I want to get better at. And it's a huge personal development tool, you know? Like it doesn't necessarily have to be just for anxiety or depression or mood boosting like it can just be for wanting to be a better person wanting to live a better life like have a better quality of life is something that I hear a lot from people Mm -hmm. it's like my the quality of my life is just improved (laughs) it's a Mm -hmm. free tool that we can Mm -hmm. use and implement at home so with that if you could give someone advice for starting out what would you recommend for let's paint the picture of someone who does have a really hard time sitting down and does have a really hard time focusing and really like implementing just getting started what would you recommend i'll take it back every single time to the first breath pattern that i shared with you is inhaling through the nose for four seconds trying to get that air into the belly and then exhaling like you're blowing through a straw for eight to ten seconds every single time the the best tool i use on a daily basis and do that as many times as you need to until you and like, do that feel as that release. many times exactly. And set timers, you know, maybe three times a day. Start with that. Maybe even once a day, you know, just start. Just start at the end of the day. Just start. And then, you know, like anything else, the more you do it, the more you build a habit, then it just becomes natural. And I like the idea of having interruptions in the day mm-hmm. I've heard this a long time ago but someone had said um, I don't have many doorways now that I live in this one bedroom apartment but when they went under a doorway they would take a breath or mm-hmm. say their like affirmation for the day or that season mm-hmm. of life or something so like for me I do not want alarms going off on my phone I'm like okay no I don't yeah. want it <laughs> but if I can do something else that is okay every time I walk into my bedroom or every time I walk into the kitchen I'm going to take a breath through my nose and out through my mouth and like say my affirmation or something. I'm with you on the on the alarms now that I say it now. Now I should actually like tell people to do things differently because my phone's constantly on D&D and like on silent. Like I actually don't ever hear my phone. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. I'm very sensitive to sound. But I think one good thing too to do that I notice I do now that I'm we're talking about it is that, you know, taking a potty break is always a great time to just have that moment you know where you're sitting down and not scroll on your phone and not scroll on your phone don't take your phone 
or do and hold it and just close your eyes you know if that if you know sometimes you just hold your phone but using the bathroom as a as a place to just like oh I'm just gonna take two deep breaths and it doesn't really take any extra time out of your day yeah I love that actually like you're gonna Mm -hmm. go in there at some point you're gonna go multiple times too yeah ideally hopefully hopefully you're hydrating (laughs) (laughs) would love to hear where we can connect with you online and what you're up to Yeah, so I actually have my own podcast on Wednesdays. Episodes come out, The Unfiltered Soul. You can find it everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the above. Um, And then on Instagram, I am at I am Haley Navarro. That is it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it, got something out of it and are able to start some type of practice of your own, even if it's just taking one intentional breath throughout your day, whether it's at work, while you get in the car, if you're sitting in traffic, as soon as you come home, think about something that can remind you to take at least one intentional breath every single day. See how that feels. I think this is a great way to start cultivating awareness. I think it's so easy to go on autopilot these days and just go through the motions of your day and not really understand what's affecting you, whether that's good or bad. Focusing on your breath is a really great way to start cultivating that awareness. Anyway, hope you love the episode. Make sure to click follow wherever you're listening and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Come follow at the Tea Please Podcast and I will talk to you in the next episode.